<clears throat> so just uh, considering what ways that we can um, continue with penetration and release and liberation and understanding through our activities, our daily life. It's always one of those questions, you know, that uh, get asked or we consider, come towards the end of a retreat, you know, and often we look for, well, how can I have more time to meditate or uh, be calmer or have less things to occupy myself with so I can do more of the meditation or something like that, make the situation better so that I have more space, more spare time, whatever, you know, or more time to study, more time to meditate, <clears throat> so on. And then we, you know, basically the monastery come back to, well, yeah, okay, but it's time to do the cooking, um, somebody's got to do the gardening, uh, somebody's got to drive to town, <laughs> somebody's sick, needs to go to a hospital, uh, the buildings need to be done. Is it? oh, you know, suddenly, how can I handle this, you know? <laughs> uh, so even in monasteries, it's a lot of activity, or a recent amount of activity, and so uh, the teaching on anatta is really, uh, in my mind, very uh, helpful reminder. Um, and not to seek this as a philosophy, there's no self, but actually witness um, these experiences we have, which seem to be me. Yeah. And so that is either the object is happening to me, you know, something's landed on me, you know, something's come to me. I'm being seen in this way. We may have, you know, so naturally we'd like to be seen in a rather positive way, benevolent way. We fear or concerned about being seen in a negative way or disapproved of or gossiped about or looked down upon, you know. So there's this quite some of our activities are maybe to try to stop that happening. Um, you know, one of the kind of motivations behind what we're doing, I would imagine, on some level, is we want to, you know, do things that basically will prevent negativity coming our way. Or even negativity coming from our own mind. I don't want to do things that I end up really criticizing myself or feel guilty about. So there's a bit of uh, self there, isn't there? Now, this is not bad or wrong, but just recognizing this particular activity, the me sense, and hmm, who is that me sense? And, uh, you know, does it ever get really satisfied? And how many of its uh, these these understandable motivations that we have uh, achieve the aim? Probably some degree, otherwise we wouldn't do it at all. But there remains the lurking possibility of probably, you know, we'll do something that somebody will criticise me for. People might be saying something about me right now, you know. And uh, if I do that and I get it wrong, I'll be in trouble. So I don't think I'll, you know, or fear of taking on something. 
if I take on this particular role or duty, oh goodness, what's going to happen to me? People are going to dump on me, people are going to accuse me, people are going to not want to support me, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And then there's the, so that kind of lurking thing happens. Yeah. So anyway, we have to really uh, look into you know, this sense of the me sense, with its fearfulness, its uncertainties, its looking for need for security. You know, uh, so that, that sense. We seek security, we seek stability, we seek so that we can flow along comfortably. We don't want snags and upsets and, and things like that happen. But of course, in, in life and in monasteries, even though they have a lot of uh, stabilizing features to them, you know, training, rules, procedures, routines, protocols and so forth, still, a lot of it is still random because life is pretty random. People turn up, who we don't know when they're turning up, they suddenly arrive, um, things break down, we didn't prepare for, there's not enough of this, that and the other, somebody gets sick, somebody's missing, and the system doesn't quite work anymore. And this, oh. So we create some more rules and procedures to cover that one. You know, we get that one in, and then another pops open. It never really gets completed. So you look into this kind of this this uh, the that, and the happiness we can have probably from the company of other people, um, warmth, um, physical adequacy. You know, it's a beautiful place. So happiness and security, very fundamental things, and we never quite get it. You know, absolutized. There's also the, the eye sense, the karma agent, the activator, who's generally acting upon what the me sense is bringing up. You know, so the eye sense is saying, well, I'm going to do this so that this won't happen to me. I'll do this so that this will be this way for me. Mm-hmm. And some of this is also, you know, our karma. So I notice uh, during retreats, myself, one of my compulsive activities, I like to try to order my life, which is uh, like ironing out the waves of the sea. So I generally go through all my old papers and start throwing things away and making new little lists and putting things in boxes and throwing away old boxes and tidying things up and clarifying this and sorting that out. And it's, uh, I can go on this. Actually, I notice I've been going, doing this every day. Uh, for the last um, six weeks. And you're thinking, nearly getting to the end of it, with this, somehow the cosmos has got this smirk on its face, saying, (laughs) 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 it isn't going to (laughs) happen. Because new stuff comes rolling in, and I've forgotten where I put that, and the system breaks down, or the piece of technology that I've relied upon goes, goes crazy, breaks down, and suddenly, oh... You know, and they think, well, actually, what is actually that eye seeking? What is it? What is it doing this for? Now, it's not that this is wrong, but just interesting. Uh, what will it feel like? 
when I finally achieve that, I feel peaceful, calm, settled. I won't be overwhelmed. When I need to find something, I just reach out my hand, it'll be right there. You know? I'll have my system so I know exactly what I'm doing. No mess-ups. No double bookings. No piles of un- letters that I haven't responded to. Oh my goodness, and I get, oh my goodness, and let somebody down. You know? What would it be like, that place of just complete, smooth, flowing along at ease? <laughs> Everything's sorted. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good, isn't it? That's really nice, feeling that. Now, why don't I just get that feeling and focus on that feeling right now? It didn't take long, did it? <laughs> didn't take six weeks. It took maybe, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, of course, this is just a little exercise. And then you say, well, actually, but then, you know, I go back to my coot. Oh, goodness, there's that letter and so on, this, that, and this, that, and this, that. And go into a little panic again. Yeah. But how to find, you know, rather than just going into that feedback of the, of the old karma, or get it done, sort it out, things will be clear. Just, just trying to stay in the good place and acting from a place of relative relative conscious organization rather than compulsive um, organization. Mm-hmm. Relative sense of stability rather than compulsive need for security. You know, just being a differentiate you know, when it's getting compulsive. Mm-hmm. I like to kid myself that I'm not completely compulsive. You know, I do I don't do I do these kind of periods of it as a period then I just forget about it. There you go. But it's a it's a strong instinct, you know. And it's got real enough um real enough triggers one does find oneself kind of overwhelmed. But when it comes down to it, you know, looking at we might say our karma, which is the results is it the, what the, the results of karma are this residual sense of what I am and the active karma is what I do about that sense of what I am. And, it's, and so you have to know what this, these, these pla- where these places are. And they're not in your breathing or in your, in your nose or in your belly or in the tip of your fingers. They're not slow, they're not, you know... They, but they're global. They are, they are kind of holistic. They have energy patterns that wash up and you can feel them in your body. You're generally a tightening of some kind, a spinning, an urgency, a pressure. is one pattern, the compulsive do it, or the sense of vacuity, falling away, empty, no ground, oh God, you know, space, nothing to stand on. Mm. So you get the kind of like over over activation and under activation. Mm-hmm. You can feel these in your body, 
uh, in an emotional sense. Bodily sense is, is simple, but it's sometimes we miss it because the emotional sense is more obvious, but it's often very confu- um, complex. It's not, you know, you don't get a simple activation. You get an activation with lots of stories and topics in it. <clears throat> you feel activated, and there's a feeling of irritation, anxiety, um, pressure, um, feeling something wrong, maybe remembering somebody and feeling difficult feelings about them or blaming somebody or planning for the future. It's a whole lot of stuff comes in on the emotional level. And, of course, on the conceptual level, thinking mind, then these little tape loops of what we're going to do or um, how it's going to be or if, if, uh, how we're going to deal with this person or whatever start playing. And they get very... Um, um, Convincing till you've heard them over and over again, and you you think oh, this is a bit strange, isn't it? <laughs> Going through this one again. So actually, what's more what's more useful is more holistic focus. In my my experience, you're not focusing on any particular point. So it's a wider focus, perhaps a softer focus, just the overall sense of where I am right now, what's, what's running for me, what's important for me. And, not, you know, some, and it's not to dismiss the topics. Sometimes the topics, when you think of it, you know, I've got upcoming meeting, 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 or, you, know, you, you bring that back and you see that, you feel the experience that that triggers off. Feeling you've got to prepare, pressure, get it right, or, oh no, I don't like these things, can I avoid it? Or... This is really going to get it going. We'll clear this. We'll have a meeting and really make it clear. You know? So, so yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. How we've, something that has already arrived at the results of that experience before we've had it. The future. We've already found, felt that, that that experience that's going to happen in a day's time, ten days' time, is already going to be unpleasant. I've decided that. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Or that it's going to be productive. Mm -hmm, Maybe. Or it's going to be overwhelming. Could be. But how I've already decided, or something's already decided what what that's going to be before it's happened. (laughs) So where's that coming from? This is what we mean by karma. Karma with Parker. And... You know, not to dismiss that either, just to look at the sense of that, the feeling of that, the emotional feeling of that, the uncertainty or the eagerness or the aversion, whatever it is, and then the, the gut sense of it. If you're lifted up, have pleasantly, pleasantly stimulated, defensive, negatively stimulated, collapsing, oh, flaking out, distracting, diverting, these little flurries of activity. And then, so then widening your awareness over that, just breathing in, breathing out maybe, softening, bringing awareness onto that. So rather than going to the I sense to sort this out, we go to 
something else. We call it, for now, we just call it awareness. Of course, I have to look into that. But the eye sense is localized. So we might, many of us probably have our eye sense will be very much in the cognitive faculty. I'll think about this and come up with an answer. That's where most, well, you know, my opinion, most of us naturally, that's that's our do it bit. Sometimes you feel you can't think of an answer, then there's emotional anxiety. But it's trying to arrive at a cognitive or reasonable or thought form that will summarize that. So our eye sense is located, the agent of our eye is in our cognitive thinking, planning, rationalizing processes, which is where it should be as an, as an organizer. But of course, when we're looking at teaching of anatta, we can say that's just the faculty, that's not self, it's not permanent, it's not reliable, it's not the sum total of what there is. And, uh, you know, it's certainly not what I am. But it becomes what I am because, I, because it's familiar. It's more used than other things. And people, in, by and large, in the world in general, will achieve success through that, will be seemingly successful through that, seemingly top of the pile through that, getting approval through that, and of course, eventually having a nervous breakdown through that, (laughs) because we do need to have other faculties, such as the sense of uh, warmth, empathy with ourselves and others. And uh, for many uh, cultivators, meditators, contemplatives, or anyone who's looking for awakening, realization, furthering their lives, you need to actually, uh, you know, come out of where our normal patterning and even the location of our patterning. And most, one of the most helpful places to, to arrive at is more the heart sense, the empathic sense. Because often our doing it is trying to arrive at a place that is a feeling sense, a place where we feel uh, no hostility or accepted or warm with others or okay with other people, uh, if we're happy with ourselves. We're trying to arrive at, a, at an empathic, you might say emotionally-based place through our heads, through our cognitive sense. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't always work. Because you can end up so located in the cognitive sense that you stay there. You don't go to the, to the, the uh, impact. It doesn't take you to the, to the heart place anymore. It just takes you to more cognitive stuff.
you know, or, or um, only on the fringes of it. I was talking to some the other day who's, you know, difficulties and then finding out just to get some sense of stability, you know, doing crosswords and looking at Sudoku puzzles, you know, something you could do cognitively to feel okay and comfortable because the, the emotional sense is very challenged. Fearful, feeling alone, feeling lost, so you do these kind of twiddly things in the head to um, provide a feeling of security. Ooh, painful. And, you know, sometimes... It's like people who know it all. And you wish for one moment they just stop knowing it all and having the right ideas, you know, and just be a bit more open, you know, open to, to <laughs> warmth or sharing or relaxing. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, I think, for, for some of us, many of us, maybe it's a kind of father problem, isn't it? Your father's always busy doing and sorting things out working things out, having answers, conclusions. Actually, sometimes you just like to sit with him in a loving, happy space. Don't want him to sort things out. Just want to experience his sense of friendship and enjoy each other. But he doesn't know that. He thinks he'll do it by doing more things for you, having more answers. And he gets very frustrating. They say, well, why are you so frustrated? I'm doing all I can you, you know, to get it working for you. Say, well, but it isn't what well, the results aren't going to come through the doing. They come through being, you know, using these colloquial expressions. Some more our sense of can we be warm with each other, okay with each other, trust each other. They maybe wouldn't be so needing to do so much to find our sense of feeling okay with each other because we are okay with each other. It could be much simpler than that. If we were, say, you know, warm, friendly, open, trusting, uh, forgiving, patient, we wouldn't need to be doing so many things to defend ourselves against the blame <laughs> that we fear might be coming. <laughs> or the disapproval, or trying to do so many things to gain the approval. Yeah. And so this happens in, in people's relationships with each other, and I think happens internally as well. And so for a meditator, one of the problems can be they're just doing, doing so much meditation, doing it all the time to get to this result of calm and peace and happiness, doing so much of it, their minds are continually tense and busy because they haven't actually developed as the faculty of enjoyment, spaciousness, acceptance, um, letting things pass, recognizing unskillful feelings and letting them go. Because yeah. you know that that which is more an emotional capacity, the ability to to embrace, to allow things, to be peaceful with things. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. And uh, <coughs> but that also depends on uh, you know, the the other factor is the bodily base, because it's not really we're not. Uh, uh, you know the emotional sense. The difficulty of it is, it, it it just keeps it keeps activated. It keeps kind of 
resonating and activated. Uh, so it's always relating to things. And the bodily sense is where you get the sense of stability. The emotional sense, you get much more the sense of happiness or ease or you know, releasing things. Or, but the bodily sense, you get the sense of stability. Here we are. Things, you know, equanimity, you might say. So this is, uh, you know, so you have these three, these three bases, the cognitive, the emotive, and the bodily, or the sense of presence. And, and uh, in practice, holistic practice, you kind of, you know, almost widen your lens to include all three. And fundamentally, often the practice is just knowing the one you've dropped. <laughs> You know, it's rather humbling to recognize I haven't been in my body for the last hour because I've been busy, da 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 you know. Or I haven't actually realized how I've been feeling because I'm so busy thinking. You know, it tends, in my experience, to, to you drop the body, then you drop the, the heart, then you're just left in this kind of buzzing head, um, in my sense. Uh, it may be different for other people. But you're just noticing the one you've dropped and, hmm, uh, Let's come back into that one. Uh, you know, why drop the shoulders, widen the chest, feel what's happening in the belly, take a slow breath. Very simple stuff. And then feeling the after effects of that particular shift that happened that threw you out. Uh, you know, the sense of the urgency or the defensiveness or the panic or whatever it was and ah what was that one mm. and it and just getting your awareness to to know to feel that can pass now awareness we've been talking a little bit in our discussion groups last couple of days a couple of occasions on sati mindfulness sampajanya one translation of Sampajanya is full awareness, uh, knowingness, mm. and its faculties are that it's, it's receptive, sensitive, it's agile, it, it's not fixed in one place, it, it arises around mindfulness. Mindfulness, as you like, is the frame or the support, and Sampajanya is this alertness, sensitivity, receptiveness that monitors what's going on within that particular uh, topic that we're being mindful of. We might be mindful of breathing in a, in a meditation exercise. That's our topic, whatever that, however we experience that, breathing and breathing, you keep coming back to that. And the Sampajanya opens up, saying, oh, breathing feels like this, and it's now it's busy or it's slow or it's soft or it's white or it's clear or it's bright or it's agitated or, or I've lost it. Ah, that's interesting. Lost it. Now where is it? So it, it monitors both the the, the um, quality of the thing we're mindful of. It also monitors whether we're being mindful or not. You know, whether mindfulness is present. So it can register the spiritual faculty of the subject how we're being affected by the particular meditation topic. Is this meditation topic making me 
uh, overall giving results of calm or brightness or clarity or what? Hmm? Is it the suitable meditation topic? Yeah. So we learn a lot, and you learn a lot around you know, breathing in, breathing out, but then you can learn about being in your, just being mindful of body and mindful of mind. Mindful of what's affecting the mind. And again, you know, some definite themes that we have in that. These are the kind of topics to bring your mind onto, in terms of loving kindness, uh, gentleness, letting go, renunciation. These are the kind of themes to tune into in your life. Very obvious stuff. And the themes to not tune into are cruelty, dismissiveness, acquisitiveness, covetousness, greed, so forth. It's pretty obvious and yet and then so recognizing oh here I've gone being a bit kind of snidey and you know dismissive of people hmm well didn't mean to do that didn't think I was doing that thought I was just telling telling somebody how it is (laughs) and then just recognizing actually when you think of it that was a pretty kind of dismissive thing to say. Huh. Yeah. But in my cognitive sense, the kind of compulsive thing that happens by itself is just something that just kind of burst out. Didn't decide, I know I'm going to be nasty to people. <laughs> I don't think any of us think, how can I make life more miserable for other people? Most of us get the feeling of, oh, just, just say something. You know, you don't even think what you're saying, it just bursts out kind of casual remark, light remark, obvious remark. And, uh, hmm. Or this will get thing, make things better, generally. Do this, it will make things better. So, uh, you know, and then actually recognizing, well, hmm, what was affecting the mind at that particular time? What was affecting your awareness? And you notice that when you just come into your body in your empathic sense. Uh, Impatience, um, jumping to a conclusion, uh, not really bearing in mind other people, what other people might feel. Um, You know, maybe not really, really resting in the main themes of the training. You know, it's easy when you're doing a plumbing job to forget about Buddha Dharma. <laughs> you know, we suddenly go into hurry up, get this done, and become kind of grumpy, gruff workers again. Ah. Does it mean you shouldn't do it, or does it mean be mindful of the mind when one's doing it? So this is obviously a training for many years because we are not able to not be ourselves. We're not able to suddenly come out, drop all karma, all me, all self, no matter how much we've thought about our self, it doesn't drop off like that. You've got to actually work through the me and the I senses as they happen with all their rather embarrassing um, qualities. So you know, you open your, your so you're at Sampajanya, you're on the 
look out for, is a general thing, you know, that where activation happens, where you suddenly find yourself being pushed, your awareness contracts and is pushed, your mind is holding back, your mind is being defensive, your mind is flurrying, your mind is ducking, trying to get out, your mind is spacing out. Your mind is kind of busy sorting things out. These places where we, we go. And, uh, and these are the places where, you know, really the strongest recommendation is just, just not to react to that, but just to notice. Mm. Trying to tease that out, explore that place. There's always something true and good and right in it. It's never completely wrong. We're never 100% deluded. There's always something there, you know. Obviously, things go wrong. That was wrong. That's true, you know. Somebody did something wrong, broke a precept said an unkind word, didn't turn up time, forgot to do this. That was wrong. <laughs> or not, not, not the standard that we're li- lifting up. You know? Okay, that's true. And then we could look at all the kind of projection, uh, scapegoating, the kind of total blackening of somebody because of that. Yeah. Or we can look at, oh, it doesn't really matter fluff over it, let's not create anything around it. Or we can um, just feel disappointed. It's just holding your awareness over that, the wrongness. And so that at least as you're with that, then you're not re-engaging the old I sense, the vindictive or the dismissive or the spacing out or just clear and the sense of distress, disappointment, hurt comes up with that. It means, it means revealing at least to ourselves so the emotional effects of things, emotive effects of things. And then at least you stay present you stay grounded. So a lot of my practice is just actually around that, trying to stay grounded, you know, and process the input and the karma that I'm in, the karma that I am, that I seem to be feeling it. Feeling the sense of the pressures, the resistances, the trying to figure it, the not wanting to be bothered, the blaming, the uh, conclusions, the searching for a conclusion. Let me get to the situation where it's all going to be sorted and all right. You know, and there's always a physical, visceral effect of all that. 
low-grade panic, you know, that can that can be running for people in their, in their lives. You see, you know. So you can sometimes, these rather complex issues that go on in Sangha life, in everybody's life, about roles and functions and identities and relationships, and, whoa, big, big issue. You can boil it down to, to one felt experience. Resistance, mistrust, you know, um, panic, run away, um, fight, defend, whatever it can be like that, something like that. Ah, in a holistic sense, you can do that. Your awareness will do that. Sambhajanya will do that. It will. So you just bring your awareness onto it, and almost the only thing is, what is the real point of this? Beneath the topic, what is the real one word or one phrase you could put on this? And can you feel that? Because what, how it feels in the embodied sense could be not enough space. Oh. And the thing about it is, is that when you actually hit the mark, you get almost an immediate sense of resonance and relief. Oh, not enough space. Oh. <laughs> and immediately you feel kind of, oh, that was it. And the space opens up. It's, it's like amazing, the wish-fulfilling gem. As soon as you really present the problem to awareness, awareness presents the problem, it suddenly, oh. oh. And there's, there's the, the answer is right there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually do, coming to that little bit of the journey, being able to, through this process of, you know, bearing, you could say bearing the mind in mind, jitta, and then sampajanya, focusing around it, sensing it, and then almost like using that to present the one point. And you know, and it's not as if that's that's. You get the relief, and then maybe another point comes up. It's like the continual process of unraveling is as you undo one knot, the next little piece comes up. You get the moment of relief, sense of space, whatever it is, and then another one comes along. But you get more used to that process, and also the idea of there will be an end to this. You don't 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 do that. I'd recommend, you know, because then uh, you always get frustrated or disappointed with the next one. But what there can be is a sense of, of when we realize, you know, there's no solution, but there is a resolution. There's the capacity to be in a world and realm and a consciousness that is this characteristic of dukkha, without going into the old me-mind karmic patterns of it. So it doesn't bind us, it doesn't dig into us, it doesn't grip us. Now, you, you know, this is what I can advise from my experience. This quality of 
Sampajanya, full awareness, is touching into the real potential that, that we have, that jitta has. Jitta, again, you can translate as awareness. Perhaps it's easier than mind. Mind tends to go to the cognitive sense. Jitta is exactly the place where awareness is activated. Jitta is the hot spot of awareness at any particular time. Jitta is the bit of being affected, responding. Jitta is the piece that gets the meaning of something. Jitta is the piece that does something, that feels something. It's not exactly a place, it's, it's not a thing, it's a location in awareness of where at this particular moment you know, the energy is, is centering it's coming in where we feel uh, pressure or release where where the active bit because that's where the me and I sense is formed the me is the sense of something affecting the I is the sense of something responding and that's 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 where chitta is that's what it is to that place so it's not you know now your response may be cognitive in which you could say the chitta is thinking or it could be emotional where you could say the jitta is sensing feeling or it could be you know gut sense where you could say the jitta is intuitive or embodied but actually it's any of these and none of them in particular it's wherever your activation happens and just as uh, you know we might very well be able to drive a car remember where we're going, feel hungry, know what day of the week it is, get the sense of how long you need to drive before you want to take a break for to go to the toilet. All those things will be happening at the same time. You don't have to have them kind of lined up one after the other <laughs> so that as you're driving along you can't feel whether you need to go to the toilet or not. You have to stop and park your car before you can be aware of no need to go to the toilet. (laughs) Only one thing at a time pops in. They're all running, aren't they? They're all running in potential. Every now and then that wave comes up again. It's like layers of it. You know, and after the need to go to the toilet wave has kind of come up five times in the last ten minutes, you realise, hey, you better do something about this. Uh, but at the same time, you're aware of driving, where there's a truck behind you, where you're going, the speed, and so forth. So it is, awareness is holistic. And it takes one particular topic within that as its focal point. But that changes. And that's what you could get used to uh, as an experience in life. This is how life is, how, how it happens, how the mind works. So we can't, you know, go through a day, you know, breathing in, breathing out. And that's it. Or feeling the sensations in my feet as I walk along. Not to dismiss these, but that's only if part of it. Most important thing is to know where you're being activated. Know how you're being triggered. Know how the sense of I am is, is rising at this moment. It won't say I am, but it will be important, urgent, necessary, interesting, exciting. Everybody does that. 
we'd better get on with this. It'll be those kind of things. The activation of it. And there'll be huge assumptions with that. Huge assumptions. Some of them, you know, I assume this is really necessary. Mm, Really? Uh, This is what everybody thinks. Oh, yes. Uh, this is normal, mm, really. This is Buddha Dharma. Well, yeah, could be, but there's other bits, you know. This is what so and so approves of. Well, sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. Mm-hmm. This is this will make me feel better. Well, it, sometimes it does. Sometimes, you know, assumptions are there with that, and you know, you could have really. Check out these ghosts, these shadow directors. How true is it? Now, you know, you say very obvious point, you know, you have senses, uh, other people are this, other people are that. Check it out with them. You know? some truth in it <clears throat> but we don't uh, realize you know the full potential of our awareness if we only if we don't check out these these shadow assumptions and generally they have some truth in them but it's the balance it's the proportion it's how much they become karmically engraved as this is who he is this is what he is this is what he always does this is what he wants to be this is what he's determined to do she's one of those who always wants this and never going to be that Really? So these are these are things that you know really are ongoing topics for contemplation. Other thing I think to bear in mind with awareness, with any awareness practice, is is to not try and change anything. It may sound strange, but change happens. You cannot stop change except through trying to change it. The way that we block real, you know, natural and deep change is through trying to change ourselves. Because what we do then is we superimpose another inaccurate model on top of the previous inaccurate model and the real healthy true change doesn't occur. So you don't try to fix anything, stop your habits, be other than you are, but you be fully aware of it, whether openness, curiosity, some pajanya, just sensing it, feeling it, trying to be fully there with it, and just, you know, and get to the point, recognize the point, what it means for you, 
and the, you know, you're, you're fine. It changes, it change happens. It may be that you're doing the same sorts of things with less in compulsion. It may mean you're doing the same sorts of things but less intensely. And it may mean, you know, bits of habits change and fall away. And that's interesting. But it doesn't come through imposing another set of self-structures on top of the previous ones. Then you can kind of, you know, force change, like putting yourself into a straitjacket and doing a cosmetic job, but then when you, the corset comes off, the old flab just falls out all again. <laughs> when the, you know, the wrinkles are still there. So how can that, you know, awareness is is trusting, it's empathic, it's holistic, and it's that which, you know, the activation of the citta, however it's activated, recognizing it, and, and dissolves back into it. You say like awareness is almost like, like the, the sea and the chitter is like the wave. The wave forms out of the sea, is activated. And the only thing the wave can go back to is the sea. It can't become a rock. It can't disappear into the sky. But it, what it can do is, is dissolve back into the sea. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to to be other, but we're allowing that activation of our sense of who we are to be fully sensed. And it starts to sense the sea that it's arisen out of, which has been disturbed, which has been confused, whirled up, and then, ah, coming back into... What you really wanted was space, joy, freedom warmth, clarity. Here it is. Oh, you know, right underneath that as part of that wave, you might say. So one of my compulsions is to talk too much. Always think so or another. I'll get it. I'll get it right. <laughs> so anyway, maybe something uh, is helpful in all that, and uh, offer this for a reflection this morning. <laughs>